It's Golden Hour Adventure Time, featuring everyday people doing extraordinary things. From the peaks of victory to the valleys of defeat, these are their stories. Now, from the back of the pack, your hosts, Justin and Robbie. Welcome to Golden Hour Adventures. Today we have an awesome guest. There it is. Awesome, not special, <laughs> but he is special. So we have uh, Mike Horner, which is the host of Living an Ultra Life podcast. If you go back a couple episodes, you'll see that myself have been on his podcast, and I think we had a great talk. Um, after our talk, I thought, why not get him on the Golden Hour Adventures and see what he's all about? He's got a really great running resume, and so I can't wait to hear all the stories. So welcome to the podcast, Mike. Thanks. So what what uh, what drove you to start living an ultra life? Um, so yeah, so I started living an ultra life. So the, the backstory is um, my wife and I had been living overseas kind of from 2001 to 2008. Um, we had a very abrupt exit from our uh, ending overseas and ended up crash landing back in the United States. And so what, take you, what took you overseas, if you don't mind me asking? Um, my wife and I uh, were kind of very strange missionaries. So we were okay. actually uh, teaching new believers how to start businesses. And so we went to uh, an easy country over in Central Asia and um and enjoyed the former Soviet <laughs> Union's hospitality for yeah. seven years. Oh, so wow. we went for two, ended up staying for seven, started a movement that's, you know, started, you know, businesses all over the world now. So um, kind oh, of awesome. kind of neat little thing. But we crash landed back in the United States. And and um, during that crash landing, we, we kind of really went through some hard times and ended up moving to the... Uh, to the Sheridan, Wyoming area to see if we could recover and see if we really wanted to do this thing called life again. And um, so I was out running in the mountains and I had just been introduced to ultra marathon running. And I loved it because it was smaller than marathon running. It wasn't on roads. And um, I was out running one night, one day, you know, in the woods and everything. And all of a sudden it just hit me that, you know, uh, what we're really doing is we're living an ultra life. We're, we're supposed to live this life to the full and everything. And so living an ultra life kind of sprung from this. I'm not living life to the full and I want to live life to the full. And so that's, that's what sprung it. The podcast started in 2020 because I was like many people and I was so frustrated by being told you can't do this. You can't do this. You can't do this. You should do this. You should do this. And I'm just not a real obedient person. And <laughs> So, you know, don't tell me I can't do it because I'm going to go do it. Yeah. And but, you know, from that, I was like, you know, we weren't made to in the world of can't do. We were made in the world of can do. And so I was like, I want to start something where people can tell their stories of what they can do and what they are doing. And I just want it to be normal, everyday people that you wouldn't expect that. You know, many people tell me I don't have a story to tell. And I'm like, everybody's got a story to tell about what you can do and what you have done and what you plan on doing. And so that was that was kind of the start of it in January 2021 was let's start something where people can have a voice of saying, what can we do as human beings? Yeah, I really like that. I think that in our world, uh, Robbie and I are both ultra runners as well. Um when I say our world, the ultra running world, but um, I, I would say just more specifically the running world. Um, there's so many podcasts out there that just feature the elites. And it's like, 
I mean, if I'm sick of it, I'm sure everybody else is. Now, I, I do enjoy the podcast with hearing about Courtney when this, when that. That's awesome. And I enjoy listening to him. But man, I just like love it when somebody who comes on who was like, I was DFL at this race. They had to they had to drive a truck out to find me coming down the road and provide headlights because I didn't have my headlamp. That's one of our stories that we've had on this podcast. And so it's like, that's awesome. That's the thing that I like to hear. And I, and I, I feel like I'm not the only one that's, that's like that. And so I I think there's a lot of people that, that want to hear who are the ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Yeah. And, and what's their story and how did they do it? And I I think there's just a, a plethora of people that are going, can we give voice to somebody besides the dude who's always going to win, you know, because <laughs> I mean, you think about it. I, I tell people this all the time. 99% of us are never going to see a podium. Oh yeah. We're not fast enough. We're not, you know, we're not created. I mean, these people who are on podiums, sometimes I look at them and go, man, they're like not even human. You, know? <laughs> I mean, you run and it doesn't look like, you know, it looks like what I, might dream one day of yeah. looking like when I run, but I don't look like that when I run. And they're <laughs> just not human. And so, but that's not 99% of the people who sign up and go run a race. You know, 99% of the people are just going, God, I hope I finish, you know? <laughs> and so I wanted to give voice to the people that are like me going, God, please help me finish. You know, that, that that's what I wanted to hear. Yeah, I want to hear someone who's uh, who rolls in the aid station with minutes to get out of the aid station. Exactly. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's like those are my people. Yep. Well, then we hear the same story over and over again from the elites. It's just always the same story. Nothing new or exciting. Just yeah, I went out and raced hard and I won. Exactly. So yeah, I, I'm glad that uh, that our podcasts are are pretty similar. Even though we you know we feature people that are that have other adventures as, as opposed to just running. Cause there's, I mean, there's so many different things out there that we can tell. And so we didn't want to, you know, pigeonhole ourselves and just to the running community, we wanted to open it up to like everybody. And so, you know, I love some- your podcast with the gal from Guam who, yeah. you know, started the the thing in Guam for the military members and everything. Yeah. Military was, wild. Yeah. Was captivated by it. I was like, she kept on saying, I'm not a runner. And I'm like, yeah, but you're doing amazing, awesome stuff. And you're getting, like everyday people to go out on these hikes in the middle of nowhere doing things that they never thought they could do. I, I thought it was awesome. So I yeah, love people. I was talking about that organization to somebody else the other day. And I just thought it was really interesting that there was 12 or 15, you know, girls that just wanted to get out and go hike and there wasn't anything around. And so they just, they started this little thing, you know, essentially in their backyard and it's grown to, I think it's 15 or 20,000 members now. And so it's yeah. like, and wow. it, you know it's crazy and it's like you know when i when i approached her and said hey you want to come tell this she's like well i don't know if i really have a story to tell and it's like you are your the story like that's incredible yeah. and so yeah i it's it's those those people right there i think are the ones that everyone wants to hear and so i'm glad that your podcast uh, obviously i'm gonna you know flex on my podcast a little bit yeah, I'm, glad that, on, <laughs> I'm glad that uh that we're bringing the voice to essentially the little people out there and so um yeah yours is great you've had some some awesome guests on I've, I've been trying to go back and look at some of them like oh man i i recognize that person you know from maybe instagram or facebook or i saw them at a race and so it's it's really cool that you're um you're highlighting yeah well you know it's kind of fun so one of the guests that we had on like in the very beginning was this young lady who had just finished setting the fkt on the benton mckay trail 
And she was just like, I, I'm nobody. I, you know, I just, you know, I just, I'm like, yeah, nobody. You, you've got the FKT and the Benton McKay trail. You've got the FKT <laughs> yeah. on the mountain, the sea trail. You're really not nobody. And so I said, hey, just come on and we'll talk. Well, then, you know, we get her on and find out that she's entered 500 mile races and run one, four of them. And I'm like, okay, Tara. <laughs> yeah yeah you're a badass and so i just remember it was so funny because we ended the podcast and she said i just you know i she said i always run in ultra running shoes and she said man it'd just be nice that they you know sent me a free pair and now she's on the ultra running team oh nice so how cool is that one of their featured athletes on the ultra running team she just set the supported fkt on the colorado trail and it's like and she's confident now and she's this confident young lady. And, you know, I talked to her a while back and she's like, yeah, it kind of all started when you said that, you know, we'll ask them to give you a free pair of shoes. And so, yeah, that's, that's what you can do with people who are afraid to go out there and do it. You put them on a podcast, you say, Hey, yeah, you're somebody go out and, you know, tell the world about what your, what your story is and let's go, yeah, let's go see what the next mountain that we can climb together is. So yeah. it's awesome. That's, that's really cool. I really like that. Well, I, I, I think that, uh, you're, you're not gonna be able to answer this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. I'm going to ask it in a different way than what I originally thought. Instead of asking who has your favorite guest been like, what are, what are some of your favorite memories from your podcast now that you've gone, what, almost two and a half years? Yeah, well, yeah, we're coming up on three years. So favorite memories of the podcast. Um, it's hard to say favorite guests because every single one of my guests have been my favorite guests. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> every one of my guests has just I been put you on the spot there. I apologize. <laughs> um, I don't, you know, probably some of my, my favorite moments are when you're talking to somebody and all of a, all of a sudden you're mid-podcast and all of a sudden they go realize and go, oh, I really am a badass, aren't I? You know, I, I had I had this woman, she just turned 70 and she was on the podcast and she's like, why would you want to have me on the podcast? Well, then all of a sudden she goes through all this tragedy that she's come through losing a husband early on, you know, just I mean, tragedy after tragedy. And, you know, but she's out there still kicking, still doing badass things. She's like a duathlon trap, you know, champ. And she's just doing incredible stuff. And I paused and I said, do you realize what you just said? And it was like you could, you could see the light come on that. Oh, wait a second. I really am a badass. And I cannot tell you how many podcasts we've had people on that are unsure about themselves and you just get them talking about who they are and what they've done. And they go, wait, wait a second. I have done amazing things and I am a badass. And now all of a sudden they have a new confidence and, you know, they go on and do even greater things. That's awesome. I think that's yeah. Yeah. We had somebody on recently that uh, 64 years old ran his first hundred miler. And it's just like, Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's incredible, you know? And so that's, it, that's been really, really cool to just highlight different yeah. people that would be a hard question for me to answer because i don't <laughs> yeah, i think I some of mine have been more the funnier yeah. moments <laughs> well i think when people you know hear their story and some people don't they're humble and don't want to talk about their story but when they do talk about their story that brings light to their their story then they realize that they are they are a badass and they are more confident than they thought out to be agreed totally agree 
Well, you mentioned you moved to Sheridan, Wyoming, and we all know that there is a uh, a big race that takes place at Sheridan, Wyoming. Sheridan, Wyoming. Oh my gosh, I can't speak. Um, have you uh, ventured into that one yet? I have done the 50K, the 50 miler, and have never actually ran the whole 100 miler. I've paced it twice. Um, so I have been, I have never finished the 50 miler. So I have DNF'd the 50 miler every time I ran it. Um, first year I ran it was in 2015 and I ran it in road shoes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I did not, <laughs> I did not know there was that much mud in yeah. the universe. And, uh, so we're talking I about Bighorn, to, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I got to drive work, uh, three minutes late. Oh. Um, I didn't have a running watch, so I didn't even know there were running watches. It was, it was so funny. I'm at the start line, 5 a.m. up at you know Jaws aid station, and I'm watching everybody like intently, you know, like with their finger paused on their watch, and I'm like looking at my you know Timex watch, and I'm going, <laughs> "What are these people doing?" You know, this shows you how you know how much experience I had in running, and uh, so you know I didn't have watch so i was just sort of roughly keeping time on my watch i remember getting to um footbridge and the the nazi who i later find out is a very nice woman there um <laughs> you know yelling at me you've got to get out of here you got five minutes to get out of here or you're pulling your bib and i'm now you know i had my drop bag there because everybody said you got to do a drop bag so i had fresh shoes i had fresh socks and it had rained that night and i didn't realize you were supposed to put them like in plastic so they they didn't get wet and so they hand me my bag and i'm like wow this is really wet and i pour my shoes pour water out and i'm thinking well there's that those are no better than what i've got on that are full of mud now and so i started up the wall of death and what i had on and didn't eat enough didn't have didn't refill waters because i totally spaced out refilling waters there and fortunately the people at bear you know bear camp aid station were like you know what you probably ought to put some water yeah yeah in your hydration pack you know my (laughs) hydration pack at the time was this little bitty i don't even know what it was called it was had it was like a half a liter you know hydration pack i was so totally unprepared i should have never even started this race but yeah (laughs) i i got to drive work three minutes late and um then I had to try and figure out how to get out because they pulled my bib. And I was like, I know the, you know, because we're living in Sheridan. So I knew the path back. I was like, I know this path back, but I don't know how to get back. And so I just started down the road because I was like, well, I don't know what else to do. Take except take the walk of shame. I've DNF'd and I'm taking the walk of shame down this road. And this guy passes me in a pickup truck and he's like, where are you going? I was like, well, I sort of need to get back down to you know, Dayton in the park. Cause that's where I think my wife is waiting for me. <laughs> I rode down the mountain in the back of this pickup truck. Oh my gosh. That's not an easy ride too. <laughs> yeah, walk in the walk in from the parking lot to find my wife. Cause I didn't have my cell phone either. Cause I didn't think, a you know, bring walk. a cell phone. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I walk up behind my wife and she's like, where'd you come from? And I was like, well, I, I didn't get to finish. So yeah, that was, that was my first big horn. And, uh, but I've finished the 50 K twice. Um, and I've gotten the privilege of pacing somebody 72 miles to the finish of a hundred miler. So that was kind of fun. Yeah. That's Uh, impressive. Yeah. So I, you know, it's funny. I've, I've run the entire course. I I've run, I did a hundred miler, you know, 
on my own. So I started in Tongue River Canyon, run up to Jaws, turned around and ran back. So I've done the whole hundred mile course. I've just never done it during the race. Oh, cool. Cool. Um, we were talking about today on our run. It was funny that you mentioned that, that, you know, how much like the times have dropped tremendously and what, what has been the case behind that? And I said, it's gotta be the technology and the shoes and the, the yeah. pack and then the way people are running. But it's funny you mentioned that just from 2015, like not having a watch, not having, you know, like proper pack and stuff like that. You, yeah. you know, it's like, I don't know, using uh, a Timex. I mean, I know people like, had I was stuff, but... weirdo, man, <laughs> looking at my shoes going, oh, good luck with that. Slipped off the very first log over a river that I tried to cross, you know, ended up plunging into the water, very cold water. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was fun. I had a blast. I take it road shoes were never used again on that, on that course. Never used again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I went to people and I said, okay, what do I use? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah and you, I, you, you hear people running in road shoes and some, and a lot of courses that, you know, you could definitely do it, but that is definitely not one of the courses no, going. I can't imagine going up the wall road with going up the wall with road shoes that oh my gosh yeah <laughs> yeah it was, that was two steps up you know three steps sliding backwards that was fun. yep yep well you actually have a really impressive resume of running in different states i i remember you sent me that and um what 23 states for ultra 42 for marathon and you have one left for 10 one left i have one left to get at least a 10k in so i feel like yeah. we might be running together here shortly <laughs> I, I i gotta i gotta find an excuse to get up to alaska man yeah I, it, there's gotta be i just i have to find the right race it has to be insane so i'm i'm as i've gotten older i've decided i don't like running the ordinary races i i'm kind of grooving towards the let's do something really insane so yeah well, well i can definitely find you a an insane one if that's what you want to do but there's a there's a really cool one that comes to mind it's called the midnight sun run okay um yeah they run it i think it starts at 10 p.m but it it's got like an extremely long time frame and it's you know uh six seven hundred people i think covid kind of brought the numbers down but it used to be in the thousand uh, oh, wow. of people that used to run it but it's just a 10k through uh fairbanks and you you run it at night um, with my quotations at night when the sun's still high up in the sky um oh, and okay it, and it's run on summer summer solstice so cool. um yeah. and it, it's kind of like have you ever heard of like boulder boulder where you know there's people kind of partying on their in their sidewalk they have slip and slides oh, yeah. and stuff like it's kind of one of those type things so boulder boulder is actually one of the first 10ks i ran oh really mom. yeah that's yeah. cool that's cool it's yeah. not nearly as big as boulder boulder and you know but it's it has that same style of like partying and that type of thing. So it may be something like really cool to end your 50, 50th um, state. That might be adventurous. Who knows? Yeah. We but there's know. definitely mountain 10Ks that we Either can do that. Or, you, know, I've also thought, <laughs> you know, I, I was like, you know, wouldn't it be fun to run the Iditarod trail sometime? I don't know if there's a race that does that, but I'm like, I'd like to just run the Iditarod trail. Yeah. It's called the ITI, the Iditarod trail invitational. So they have a 350 okay. mile um, and a 1000 mile. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of those sound like fun. Yeah. You got to have a pretty <laughs> impressive resume to get in, though. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I don't I, I'm building my resume. So I've yeah. only got one 200 miler so far to my to my credit. So they so. have to be they have to be winter races. So like the Arrow 135, okay. they have a bunch of 100 mile winter races up here. It has to be one of those that. Okay. Yeah. That you got to do. But yeah, so I got to do that first before I can go more insane. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And that's, that's an insane, insane on its own. Like some running at negative 30, negative 40 for a hundred miles. Say, that's crazy to me. Like a whole different level of insane running in Alaska in the winter. So I'm going to apply for one this year. So it's a lottery and we'll see if I get in the lottery, but it's a, it's a hundred miler in the mountains. Um, it's in March. Um, the temperature swings can be from 30 to negative 30. So wow. <laughs> This last year, it was um, they had a big snowstorm, snowdrift type, type thing came in that blew the trail, and so wow. people were just kind of looking for trail for a lot of hours. So it was kind of crazy. That sounds uh, like fun. Yeah. It it kind of does, honestly. It sounds like uh, like a blast. <laughs> yeah, I I think I think we, if you can do stuff like that, that's that's fun. You know, yeah. don't do the ordinary. Everybody else is doing that. Yeah, everybody's. I mean, you could throw a dart and hit a hundred miler nowadays. It's like, what yeah. what makes it different? <laughs> Let's exactly. throw negative thirty in there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that makes it a little more challenging. Yeah. So, what made you want to start um, start chasing states? Uh, I didn't. I did it by accident. Um, when we moved out west from Virginia, um, I could not find a job in Sheridan, Wyoming, because. Sheridan's not that very that big and I've been in sales ever since I left the military and um, so I could not find a sales job that you know didn't mean that I traveled you know 10 million miles in a week and yeah so I've taken a job as a national sales manager in Boulder Colorado with a startup company and so being the national sales manager meant that I got to you know go everywhere and so um, I started going places and going, you know, I'm, I'm in Texas. I might as well do, you know, 10 K half marathon, stay over, you know, instead of going home on Friday, stay over, run the race there. And so I started doing that. And then all of a sudden I realized, Hey, I'm like checking States off one by (laughs) one. So then it was like, let me go back and see, you know, how many States have I checked off? And then, you know, I looked and saw, okay, well, you know, i done this many states and then when i started running ultra marathons it's like okay how many states can i run an ultra marathon in so i didn't really set out to do it it was just sort of accidental that i'm gonna be there anyway having to do sales calls and everything so i might as well run a race yeah that's how it started that's awesome accidental (laughs) what's your parameters for uh running a race in every state uh it has to be at least a 10k so i don't really and I don't, I, you know, honestly, right now, I don't think, okay, so my parameter for running any races is I don't sign up for anything that is more than $3 per mile. I like so it. Okay. That, yeah. that automatically kind of eliminates everything under a marathon because, you know, a, a t- find a 10K that's, you know, 18 bucks. Yeah. You're not going to find one. No. You know, so... If I hate it, to tell it, you this, but you're not going to find that in Alaska either. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, that's that's where you have to go and you have to say, OK, it has to be, you know, 100 miles it has to be a 24 hour. You know, it has to be a 200 mile you know, race, um, even, although, you know, the big 200 mile races now are way above my pay grade. So I'm like the dude who's, you know, sitting there searching races and going, OK, so I can go do six days at the Dome. And it's it's going to be six days. And I figure I can do 400 miles or so in six days, just conservatively speaking. And it's $650. Okay, yeah, that meets the parameters. And so, <laughs> you know, so that's how I pick my races now. So like, you know, Swami Shuffle, you know, it's 
200 miles and it was $222. I was like, that more than fits the bill. So, you know, there's my 200 miler because, you know, I'm paying a buck a mile. So, you know, I mean, that's, I, I know it's a really weird thing, but I am a very weird person and I am. <laughs> And and I don't apologize for it. But my parameter is three dollars per mile. If it's more than three dollars per mile, I won't, you know, sign up for it. I may, you know, hit that state. And, you know, my my thing to run in a state is that you, you can't really count it as running in a state unless you've run at least 10K. Do so, you do you let's just say you run an ultra in Texas. Do you count that as the marathon and the 10K or does it have to yeah, be a 10K? Yeah, I'll count race? that as well, I, you know, if it's a state that I've already run a marathon in now, but, um, yeah, if it's, if it's someplace like I haven't, um, I haven't done anything in Washington state yet. So if I go run a hundred miler in Washington state, and I haven't done a marathon there either. So I'll count that as a marathon and an ultra. Oh, okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Out, now of, all the... <laughs> Out of all the states you've ran and what's been, uh, your favorite? I know this is going to sound like really boring, but Wyoming, there, there's nothing. I, I know I lived there for seven years, but there's nothing like running in Wyoming. I mean, it's some of the most incredible scenery you're ever going to see in your entire life. And just some of the wildest places that the most unsettled places that you'll ever run in your life. And yeah, it just Wyoming is just enchanting to me. I've been uh, spending a lot of time up in the Bighorns. My family lives just right outside of Gillette. So, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so it's only like an hour to Buffalo. So I've been staying on the uh, other side, not awesome. through Sheridan. Uh, okay. Like you're Riding saying. Up Clear Creek Trail? I haven't done that yet. Uh, uh, you got to run Clear Creek Trail up to Grouse Mountain. Okay. It is a, it's a kick ass trail. Um, out and back from the edge of Buffalo to the top of Grouse Mountain is about 10 miles. So, you know, it's only like a 20 mile run, but oh man, it's gorgeous. I tried to do, uh, uh, Wind Peak. Is that what it okay. is? And, uh, yep. you know, it's like seven and a half miles before you even hit the trail to get to the trail to go right. up it, past all those lakes. But where I was going with this, every time I run in the Bighorns, it is so magical. It is so hard. And there's always mud. Yeah. I mean, I was, <laughs> I was there a couple of weeks ago and the mud is still thick. I mean, yep. it's just, ah, oh, I love it. Yeah. Well, two weeks from tonight, I'll be in the Bighorns. It'll be my second day running in the Bighorns. And so, you know, like, my wife's going out to visit her family that lives in Sheridan. And, you know, they're like, well, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm running. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they're like, where? And I was like, wherever I can go. You yeah. know, I'll I'll run up Red Grade Trail. I'll try to get up to Lake Geneva. Definitely can run, you know, drive into, you know, Footbridge, run up to Leaky Mountain, run up the Wall of Death. And, you know, yeah, I'm going to do all kinds of crazy runs, do them in the middle of the night so I can catch sunrises and sunsets on the trail. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do nothing but run. I, I will probably be very tired. <laughs> that sounds like a great adventure. It'll be good. It'll be good. So I'll be wearing lots of orange though, because it's the beginning of hunting season. So, oh I'm not yeah, stupid. yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> a lot of elk and moose, and man, I couldn't yep. believe the amount of moose that we saw out there. Oh yeah, well, isn't that interesting? the first year I was out there? Obviously, I ran the race, and I didn't see. I think I saw one deer, and that was it. Um, but this year, I went out and crewed and paced, and I was like, man, there, 
one little spot there was like 50 or 60 moose and i was like oh my gosh yeah they're all grouped up that I was, was just outside like, of um uh burgess junction yeah yep 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 <laughs> i was just kind of blown away at like how many uh how many moose were out there i mean I, you hear about their moose out there but you know until you actually see it for yourself i just couldn't believe it it was wild yeah it's really fun to uh in i always did a may run where I'd go and I'd park at Burgess Junction and 14A was always closed, but they had started plowing the road so that, you know, you could, you could run and you could run almost all the way up to the top of the pass before you're going into where the Jaws aid station is. Mm -hmm. And I mean, the number of moose was just, I mean, unbelievable how many moose you would see in that stretch. And yeah, it was, it was gorgeous. And yeah, yeah, you know, you worry about cars because the road was closed. (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) well hey one thing you asked me on your podcast when i was on there is what's your mantra what keeps you going and i'm you know i kind of i thought that would be an interesting question to ask you right back yeah um my mantra is always do the hard stuff because everybody else is doing the easy stuff so like when i'm in a race and you know i am i am i am the epitome of the back of the pack i mean i i tell people i am not a very fast runner i'm i'm not really a very good ultra runner at all but i can (laughs) i can i can keep on moving so you know um i'm not fast i god did not bless me with the speed button but i can keep moving and and so when i'm in the middle of moving and and those times when i'm just like you know this sucks you know why the hell am i doing this i mean i'm out here puking my guts out on the trail <laughs> you know and i can't hold any food down and i can't do any of this stuff you know i just kind of dig down and i often say it out loud i mean i'm you know out in the middle of some place by myself and i'll say you know do the hard stuff because everybody else is doing the easy stuff and so I just want to remind myself that it's 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 better to live out there where you're doing the hard stuff and not just settle for the comfortable and the easy. Yeah, it's 100 percent, 100 percent do hard things. And, it, and you know, it like it pays it pays forward, too, because you've put yourself in some situations you paid to go out and suffer <laughs> three dollars you know, a mile. But you um <laughs> You know, you're you never going to forget that, are you? <laughs> I'm never going to forget that. You, you've, got, you've got a new, you've got a new way to determine what my, races you're running. My now. wife is going to listen to this, and she's going to be like, "Oh, oh, how about two dollars a mile?" It's like, well, I guess I'm never racing again. <laughs> but you know, um, you put yourself in these situations, and you willingly do it, and they, you know, you suffer and you go through all this, but then in the end, you you come out of it, and everything you know, usually all right, unless you break a leg or something, but you know, but then in life when something happens, that's, that's hard or it's, it's kind of, you know, uncomforting or, you know, it's, it's something that's not expected that, you know, it seems like the normal person just handles it like very differently than what ultra runners do, because we've willingly put ourselves in situations where it it freaking sucks. And so when something in life freaking sucks, it's just like, well, I guess we'll just deal with it and see what happens. And so I, I've noticed myself been in situations like that. And it's just like, yeah, we'll figure it out. You know, don't stress on it. And so I, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. Reality that, you know, I'd hit a hard spurt, you know, cause like, you know, I've been in sales since, you know, 1993. So, you know, been in sales a long time and, and sales sucks sometimes. And, and 
<laughs> in today's economy, it really sucks because nobody knows how to say no. You know, you get the, oh, I'll think about that. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah, no, you're not. That no. just means no. Thank no you. I mean, yeah. Just, just, just <laughs> say no to me. It's better if you just say no. This, you know, you're not thinking about it. Oh, that sounds good. No, it doesn't. Just say no. And so, you know, sales, you know, being a, a sales professional, you know, it's like, dude, just look at me in the eyes and, you know, tell me the truth. But, you know, you get really, really hard spurts where it's, where it feels like nothing is going to go right. And I used to not handle it well. I used to, you know, have a temper and I used to just get angry really, really easy. Well, I started running ultra marathons and all of a sudden I realized, you know, this really is not that hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really not that devastating, you know, taking a, a project and you think you've got this project sewn up and everything. And then all of a sudden out of left field, you know, they say, no, we're going with this other guy, you know, and, you know, I used to get devastated by that and just let it get me down and let it depress me. And now it's just like, okay, just handle it. What's, you know, what's the next next thing you got to do to move on in your career and to, you know, find that success in, in your career and everything. Ultra running taught me that because ultra running after all is just a microcosm of life. You know, it's a series of ups and downs and, you know, you're feeling like you're on top of the world and then all of a sudden the you know hydration you realize crap you know i've got to try and you know get by with this little bitty half of a 500 milliliter bottle (laughs) billion miles away you know and you got to try and ration this water and you're going how the hell am i going to do this and but that's life man life is the same thing it's just you're doing it in a you know, 20 to, you know, 36 hour period, you're living every bit of life that you're ever going to live. And you get to do it in in an ultra marathon that you paid for. And then you realize when you hit that kind of stuff in life and you're going, oh, wait a second, I just did this in a, you know, 200 miler where, you know, I didn't feel like I could move forward another step. And all of a sudden I found another step. And after that, another step. And after that, another step. So I can go through this hard thing. You know, I can go through this disappointment. I can go through, you know, decisions that you have to make and, and you learn it. And I've learned it from running ultra marathons and I've been become a much more calm person and a much more confident person and who I was created to be and who I'm created to become. Yeah. And it through ultra running that, you know, I really found that base. I love that. I, I honestly do. I love that. I love every bit of that. That's that's awesome. Yeah, you know, a lot of us, uh, we get called crazy, you know, when people find out we go out and run these long distances for fun and joy. (laughs) But a lot of times when people get backed up and life's hard, they have no way to work through it and they just stop. And then, like you were saying, ultra running, doesn't matter the distance, teaches you how to keep progressing forward at all time, no matter what the problem is. We all know that everything can go wrong in minutes out in a race or on the trail. And if you can't keep it together and just keep moving forward, what are you going to do? You know, what are you going to do? You're just going to stop. You know, in these ultras, there's a lot of times where there's no way out besides like, you know, you're saying you had to find a ride back to the start at, (laughs) at the finish line at Bighorn 50. I just see a lot of people in life right now struggling and they just, they give up. Yep. And that, you know, ultra running's taught me the same thing too. A lot of times I say, I'd rather out be in 
be out in the wilderness running on a trail or whatever than dealing with life. Yeah. Then they always look at me just crazy. They're like, you'd rather do that? And I'm like, look, you have no cell phone service. You're out there and you just got to figure it out on your own. Like, you know, we have so much going on in this world and a lot of the stuff we can't control. But you know yeah. what? I can I can control myself moving forward. Yep. That's that's what matters to me. Yeah, and then, you know that's why. So you know when I ran Swami Shuffle Two Hundred, yes, it was because it was right in my wheelhouse of how much I'm willing to pay for a race. But <laughs> also it was because Swami Shuffle Two Hundred um, was created by two veterans who saw the alarming rate of veteran suicide, mm-hmm. and they got to do something about this and so they teamed up with an organization called mission 22 and they said you know we've there's 22 veterans a day who are taking their lives and you know we we think that our government is doing something about it but they're not equipped to do something about veteran suicide because they're not equipped to deal with how do you move forward when life sucks you know, when you've just been through some of the most traumatic times, you guys are both veterans, so you know this, you've just been through some of the most traumatic times that you could ever see. You've seen friends of yours killed in battle, and you're you're back here now, and you're separated from the military now, and you're trying to figure out how to move forward. Well, you know what? We're learning valuable, valuable skills running ultra marathons that... I my my greatest wish is that I can grab veterans and say, look, come run with me. Just come do this thing with me, because I promise you, if you'll do this thing with me, you're going to find that key to moving forward. It's not found in a therapist chair. It's not found with the myriad of drugs that the medical professionals throw at it. It's found in the very you know, bottom part of moving forward and finding that thing that says, you know what? I do have something inside of me that's going to cause me to be able to move forward. That's my passion in life is to be able to grab our veterans, grab people. And it doesn't matter whether you're a veteran. There's so many people. Look at life is chaos right now. You know, we've come through COVID and all the things that COVID told us that, you know, we're unable to do and everything. And people are in chaos right now. And I'm just like, you know what? Come run with me because I promise you. You don't have to move fast. You don't have to move as far as I do. But I promise you that if we go out here, I'm going to make you push yourself to a limit you didn't even know you had. And you're going to find a capacity you didn't even know you had. And you're going to find that life is worth living. Mm -hmm. That's my passion in life. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad that, uh, that you've you've run that race and you know that's that's a that's an organization that's doing a lot for for veterans and you know being i'm still active duty i'm not a veteran yet technically but um you know i will be one day but yeah that's that's a it's it's an alarming thing that's happening and the people don't know how to handle it they don't know what to do but i've learned that there are a lot of people that have joined ultra running the ultra running community that are veterans and they have found themselves you know, and it's been able to heal themselves. Um, I was at an event the other day and I heard something that said that running is therapeutic, but it's not therapy. And that really kind of stuck with me. And I, I thought that that was, uh, an interesting 
um, an interesting saying. So I, I know that, yeah. that a lot of people have treated as therapy, but you know, it, it, you know, it's not proper therapy, but anyway, we've kind of dropped, we've gone down a deep end here. So yeah, we have. There we go. Okay, pull back. All right. I'll, I'll pull you back and I'll ask you a crazy one. Uh, what is the most embarrassing story that you have <laughs> while you're running an ultra? <laughs> Oh God. Yeah. I, you know what? I'll use myself. <laughs> I won't embarrass anybody else. So, um, yeah, I was, we had just moved back to Virginia and there's this really cool trail in Virginia beach in first landing state park. And so I didn't know that they closed the park at night because, you know, in Wyoming, we don't close parks at night. Yeah. You, know, you can still just sort of run through them because there ain't a whole lot of people. <laughs> and so I'm running in this park at night because I thought that's what everybody did. You know, you just, hey, there's trails. You know, you throw a headlamp on your head. You go run at night. And I had to use the bathroom. And um, so, you know, I just doing my thing, dig my little hole. And I'm just, you know, having a good time. And um, all of a sudden, there's, hey, <laughs> I'm like, what and i look over and there's this guy with this flashlight shining it in my eyes as i'm squatting and he's like the park's closed and what are you doing in my park and i'm like uh running (laughs) and so yeah so the most embarrassing moment i've had is um being threatened to be ticketed by a park ranger and park for for trespassing and for pooping in his park so yes <laughs> that's a park. good one <laughs> his park so it was uh, his park. oh yeah. my gosh that's too yeah. good that's a good one. welcome welcome to virginia mike they, they closed <laughs> that night in virginia don't ask me why yeah that's crazy that they closed parks i've heard of that before and was like, that that, that's I mean, wild like, like it's a park man i mean there's a time limit on when you can go to the park. I still don't get it. I've, I've been back for three years. I still just look at the signs every time I see it. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why? I don't know. That's weird. Yeah, that, that would be something that would take a while to get used to, I would imagine. Well, Mike, uh, we always ask a couple questions to our guest. Um, okay. First one being, what kind of gear are you using? Okay, so like I said, I'm an ultra running shoe guy. So I, I love the, I, I found out I've had, I have bad knees um, because I was a hockey player growing up. And so um, I found out that I had to figure out how to run without the rebound being on my knees. And so I found zero drop shoes and kind of graduated after my embarrassing uh, bighorn entree, you know, <laughs> um, that, you know, Newton shoes don't quite cut it on the bighorn trail. Um <laughs> So uh, a friend of mine was running in the Ultra Olympus, and I've been running in Ultra Olympus and Lone Peaks ever since, and uh, love them, love the wide toe box. So I'm an ultra guy uh, in Gingy uh, socks. I, I wear toe socks all the time. Um, they're my dress socks. They're my running socks. They're my, <laughs> you know, they're, they're my socks. I, I wear them all the time. And then I recent, you know, I love hydration packs and I've experimented with a lot of different hydration packs, but I recently found um, a hydration pack that's uh, made by a company called Drankful. And they're actually, they're not a big guy, which is probably why I really, really like them because they're not a big guy. They're, nobody really is, knows about them yet. But when you find this pack, you're going to absolutely love it. It's the first pack I've ever had where the hydration bladder sits on your lower back 
So you don't hear the slosh, 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 slosh all the time. Hmm. Um, and it is fantastic uh, pack. It's got so many little secret, you know, pockets and, you know, places to put your trekking poles. And yeah, it is a wonderful, wonderful hydration pack. So um, that's kind of my gear. I'm not very fancy. I don't have any <laughs> magic clothes uh, at all. You know, whatever's clean. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I have actually heard of Drinkful. It's it's weird. I entered a giveaway on Instagram at one point, I think last year, um, and Drinkful was one of the sponsors. And I won I won an entry into it. I don't honestly never know what happened to it, but I did right. win an entry. So I don't there know. Yeah, that's crazy that you mentioned that you're the only other person that I've ever heard of that, that knew him um, other than randomly running across them on Instagram, but yeah, cool. Well, Hey, our second question we ask is um, who's someone from your network that uh, would be an interesting guest from us. It doesn't have to be a runner. could be, could be honestly anything, someone who has a great story to tell. You know, there's, there's a guy that's here in Hampton roads that um, a lot of people don't know about. Um, he's only been running for probably three years, but I mean, he's just a tremendous, tremendous runner and he has an amazing story and he and his wife are probably two of the best people I know. Um, yeah, Jeff and Angela Jordan would be fantastic people to reach out to. They're just, they're, it's not just the running, it's the way that they create community. They're just very, very mindful about creating community and, yeah, you know, where people can come run any route anywhere and they're just wonderful, wonderful people here in the Hampton Roads area. Yeah, that sounds uh that sounds like an awesome, awesome uh idea for a guest. I love people that create environments for other runners because there's a lot of you know, you 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 team up with a road or a road group, or you team up with a run group and you know, they're like all paces are welcome, but they go out at like a nine minute pace. And so nine minute pace for some people and most people is okay, but there are your 12 to 14 minute pacers. And I, you know, I sometimes disagree with that, but all paces aren't welcome. So I, I like that, you know, when people create communities and they say all paces are welcome and we mean it, that's, that's great. And so, yeah, I definitely have to reach out to him and get him on the podcast. So perfect. Well, Mike, we'll give you uh give you some time to shout out your yourself where people can find you shout out your podcast and, um, let everyone know where they can find that as well. <laughs> there you go. Cool. Well, it's, uh, Instagram is at Mike Horner ultra. And that's, that is just like little Jack Horner. So it's H O R N E R and then, um, living an ultra life. So that's the podcast. Um, at some point I'm actually going to finish the book that kind of tells the story, the backstory behind it all. Um, if I can slow down long enough to actually sit down and <laughs> writing. Uh, but yeah, so that's kind of the main places you can find me living an ultra life goes live every Tuesday morning. So, um, occasionally there's stories, you know, from me and a lot of, yeah, more times than not they're guests. And so we're lining up our next guests for September and October and, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a fun little podcast. We're really enjoying it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Um, thank you for having me on your podcast. That was uh, that was special. You're the only, you're, I think, number two podcast I've been on, minus mine. But <laughs> awesome. Good. So, so I thank you. Uh, I really appreciate that. That was really cool. Getting to come on and tell my stories. Always fun. In my eyes, it is. I don't know. Maybe no one else enjoyed it, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was good. I've had some great comments back about going, 
who was that guy? And so, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was, yeah, people, people enjoyed your stories. It was awesome. 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 Great. Well, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Mike. You bet. Have a good evening. Yeah.